The food pantry is in need of food, so uh, if you're donating canned foods, our request is that they are pop-top cans um, or other non-perishable food items. We bring this in so that we can help feed people in our community, so bring it in and uh, just know that it's going to a really good cause. Preteen ministry, ages 10 to 12, and the youth group meeting on Thursday nights, 630 uh, for game seven for worship, and then they split off into their own groups, do their own thing. It's been awesome. Bring uh, a preteen and or a teen. March 12th, uh, we are collecting alabaster donations. So uh, if you remember Mark talking about that last week, uh, bring those in March 12th. Gather all the loose change and any other money that God has put on your heart to donate. Like Mark said, it doesn't have to be coined. Uh, if it can be paper that you wrote on or paper that the uh, Federal Reserve wrote on. Either one, we are happy to take. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> if you would like to join a life group, uh, there is still sign-ups available at the Welcome Center. Uh, we are thrilled if we can get those life groups continuing to grow. So please don't feel any hesitation. Show up, sign up, and have a good time with those. Women's Aspire is coming March 17th at 7 p.m. The tickets are available in the foyer, foyer. I don't know, it's all Greek to me. Uh, but we have signups, we need volunteers, we're looking for some stuff, so go talk to, uh, this week was Ricky at least, I don't know if it's every week. Get yourself a ticket, sign up a friend, and surprise them with a gift. Fun little bit coming up here. Home Church is celebrating our 80th anniversary on March 26th. That's a big one. Um, I mean, that's, that's going to be awesome. So we are pumped. We're going to have one service at 10.30 a.m. on the 26th so that afterwards we can have a potluck following the service. Please bring a dish to share. We are so excited to be able to just commune with everybody with a bunch of food, hang out, and celebrate 80 years of being a uh, part of this Sparks community and a part of God's work within this community. We are very excited. After that potluck, the annual church meeting will be held also on March 26th, and we are meeting around 1 p.m., but you never know with a potluck, so if that potluck goes longer, the meeting will be delayed. Just be uh, expectant that we may be here for a little bit, and that'll be okay. 80 years, we got a meeting, we're pumped for March 26th, amen? amen. Excellent, I love it. <clears throat> Last on this list, we need to be keeping the children's area clear. So we have been continuing to have some people without children uh, coming into that children's area. Uh, we need to just keep those as clear as possible, obviously, for the safety of the kids, for the distraction of the volunteers back there. If you don't have a child that you are picking up or dropping off, we need you to stay away from that area. Um, and then, once again, you can talk to anybody back there after their volunteer. Um, or if you obviously have a child, you can drop them off and pick them up. But other than that, we really need to keep that clear. And then finally, <coughs> As many of you probably know, we lost our brother Nathan Dolo this week. He is having a memorial here on Friday, March 10th, which is this Friday at 9 a.m. here at Home Church. We'd love to have everybody, uh, everybody here to uh, remember 
a dear brother who's been part of our family for a very long time. Uh, so once again, this Friday, March 10th, 9 a.m., here at Home Church for uh, Nathan and Dola. <clears throat> and that is it for our uh, announcements. So we're about to go into our time of singing out worship, our time of giving and tithing, and just worshiping God with both our money, our finances, as well as the breath in our lungs. And we are so thankful to everybody who has been faithful throughout this time, tithes and offerings. We offer three ways that you can give in person, in the box at the back of the sanctuary, online through our website or by mail. If you have any questions on that, as always, just go talk to a leader uh, and we'd be happy to, to walk you through what we're doing with it, why it's important, why it's biblical. Um, if you're having trouble actually finding a method, we'll help you out with that as well. And if I could have everybody just bow their heads with me, we're going to enter a time of prayer. Almighty God, we are so thankful to just have the opportunity to gather here, to meet amongst like-minded people who share the worldview that you created everything and that through your mercy, we can join you again. Whether we are in person or online, we just ask that you would bless every member in this congregation with a spirit of generosity, a spirit of ability, that we would feel compelled to go out and tell people about who you are and what you've done with your son Jesus for us. We thank you so much for the gift of life that we have been given. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Amen. Good morning, church. Let's all stand to our feet this morning as we enter into worship. I read a quote said uh, by Tozer. He said, any man or woman who is turned off or bored by worship is not ready for heaven. Now, I don't want to die today, but I know if I go to heaven, I'm ready to worship. Amen. 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 And it was a beautiful thing. I, I was there uh, the, the day before Nathan passed, and I spoke to Phoebe, and it was a beautiful thing. She said that her husband, the last words that he said was, God is good in his African language, his native tongue. God is good. That's a beautiful thing, that you could be going through what he was going through, and he what comes out of his mouth is God is good. So no matter what is going on in your life this morning, no matter what's happening, good or bad, is God good? Amen. He deserves the praise of his people. I mean, let's worship him this morning. I have decided to follow Jesus. Amen. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Though no one with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, still I will follow. No turning back. 
turning back world behind me the cross before me the world behind me the cross before me the world behind me the cross before me no turning back no turning back i have decided to follow jesus i have decided to follow jesus i have decided to follow jesus no turning back no turning back no I was kind of, I was outside talking to somebody real quick, and I thought I saw somebody come in that I haven't seen in a little bit, and we miss him so much. Can everyone say good morning to Vance right here, my brother Vance. It's so good to see you, my brother. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise us be in his name. I'm going free this morning, church. We're going free in Jesus' name. Glory, glory, hallelujah, through my shackles to the sea.
just like last week, Snow Sunday, hallelujah. Watching online, we're so glad to have you this morning. Let's enter in this morning, amen. 
the living Christ in spirit and in truth. We thank you for keeping us safe to get here. We thank you too, Lord, for all of those watching online, that you would be with them and minister to their hearts, because great is our Lord. We thank you for those first responders and all of the medical people that have gotten to work on our behalf this morning. Lord, we would lift up those who are starting a new life, those who are mourning. And Lord, we ask you to be with Phoebe and Dolo and all of her family as they mourn the loss of dear husband and father and grandfather. But we're so thankful that he is watching from heaven because we know that that's where he is with you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Be with us as we worship you, Lord. And thank you for our pastor who will deliver the message you've given to him to us. Open our hearts to receive. Bless us and bless him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering this morning. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Praise is into your name, God. It's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise to you only it's your breath in our lungs so we second what our sister said I pray you go before me may these not be my words but your words to your people to your sons to your daughters this morning Lord we're believing in a miracle not only physically but most importantly spiritually 
And so by your sovereign your grace and mercy, Lord, you come down and touch the heart. Bring back the backslider. Call them back home. I pray our hearts be softened this morning. Because I know you could take a heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh. But we rebuke Satan and we cast out every lie from hell in Jesus' name. That want to come against your word. So we take dominion right now in your name, Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus over this word. We thank you for what you're going to do. We give you the praise and the glory ahead of time. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's children said. Amen. 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 You may be seated, church. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we give our worship team a hand this morning? Thank you so much. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of the doom and gloom. You know, everywhere you go, and, and you got people saying this and that, and it's, it's just doom and gloom, but it's hard not to when you see articles and you see things like at school, how do you remember being at school and they would have a day where you dress up as what you wanted to be when you got older? You remember that? <laughs> I don't know if you have that, but they have that now where you dress up, uh, you know, if you want to be the president of the United States, you dress up like the president, which, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, where's Mateo? Uh, you know, if you wanted to be a scientist, you dress up as a scientist. And, but they had, I, I guess somewhere, I read an article somewhere on the East Coast, some kid dressed up as John, uh, da, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer and was praised for it. Church, you know, it's, it's just crazy. But then, but then on the flip side, we had the same thing at the school here in Sparks. And my daughter, who's only six years old, said, I want to be... I want to be Mary, Jesus' mom. And she dressed up like Mary. Talk about a way to evangelize, get somebody say amen. And of course, Mateo went as a soldier. He wants to be the president of the United States. And so I thought that was cool. But I mean, you know, there's hope in Jesus. And the world is, yes, we got a lot of craziness going on. But Jesus, God is doing something in these last days. And I'm so glad to be a part of it. I want to preach to you a new series I've titled, I Won't Hold On Anymore. I want to preach on forgiveness. Somebody say forgiveness. I mean, you know, at some point in your life, you're going to be offended. Um, no matter where you go to school, no matter where you work, uh, no matter where you live, it's bound to happen. You're going to be offended at some point in your life. Um, it even happens in church. Um, and sometimes it, go, it, it goes so far to where the person's hurt so bad, they don't want to go back to school. They don't want to go back to work. They don't want to see that person. Um, they don't want to go back to church. And they leave the will of the Lord uh, all because of people. But how many know people can be, people can be mean with a capital M? mean people can be how hold on i'm gonna take it a step further church people can some church people can be nasty with a capital n mean and nasty we come to church and we're looking for hope we come to church and we're looking for encouragement and uh, but sometimes we can get we can get lied about lied to gossiped about talked about and it's all in Jesus' name. <laughs> so one of the most important things to learn in life is how to forgive. 
It takes a mature person, a seasoned person, some person with, with a level of maturity to be able to have the capacity and the ability to endure hardship. Because sometimes people, like I said, just in life in general, are just they can be nasty and mean. But we never want to come to a place where we allow somebody to come between us and God. Because they're not worth it. They're not worth it. And we're going to see when we don't forgive what happens and how it affects our life, our relationships, but it also affects our health. Our health. So what does it mean to forgive? It means right here to lay it aside. Let it alone. Don't keep revisiting it. Send it away. It means to cease to feel resentment. It means to clear the record. Clear the record. Forgive. It doesn't mean you forget. Um, but I, if you're writing notes, by the way, it was a beautiful thing. I just want to real quick, it was a beautiful thing. When I was praying for, for Phoebe and Dolo and uh, Nathan, I was at the house, and I asked for, uh, we, we were using their Bible, and when I opened up the Bible, there was, our bulletins, and on the back of the bulletins, all these notes from sermons has been preached over this pulpit. Her notes and Nathan's and their Bibles there, and I'm going, not only do they, they read here, but they take it home with them. That's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. But how do we handle the stuff that people has brought into our life? The pain. So write this down. We don't, we remember, but we remember without pain. If you keep bringing it up, there's some pain. If you keep, if you keep thinking about it and it's, and it's, and it's, it, it, you haven't fully forgiven. If you still have this thing inside, this anger, you still got this pain, you have not forgiven. So, we here though, if we're honest, if, I'm, if I can just say this, Yes, we're upset, but we all here have done something to hurt someone. Um, and so, I want to talk about this because the Bible also says if we can't forgive, God says he can't forgive us. And so, number one, I want to just go straight into it right here. Number one, your health is affected by your inability to forgive. Write that down. Your health is affected by your inability to forgive. A lot of sickness, whether we realize it or not, is affecting people's lives because of their inability to forgive. It's, it's fueled by resentment, hurt, their pain, from something someone has done to them and they have carried it for a long time. Psalms 32, 3, it says right here, when I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all day long. This is a very important verse. If I, if I keep silent, if I keep harboring this thing and I don't deal with it, I don't call the person and confront it in love and just say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let this go and I refuse to deal with it and I want to hold it inside, 
My bones grow old. It's a disease when your bones are growing older than you're supposed to be. It's a disease when your bones are growing older than we are. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25, it says, Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Some of us have anxiety and depression, and, and it's, it's linked sometimes by uh, something that is unsettled in you because you have not resolved, you have unresolved things in your life. Proverbs 15, 13, Proverbs 15, 13, I got a lot of verses your way. A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow the heart of the spirit is broken. If your heart has sorrow, it breaks your spirit. And when your spirit is broken, it's hard to commune with God. When your spirit is damaged, everyone else can everyone else around you could be worshiping the Lord and it could be a beautiful day, but yet you yourself inside, there's nothing in there that desires to want to worship God or give him a praise and give him a thanks because your spirit is broken. But I want to tell you the worship of God should, should override your feelings and temper. And I'll say that again. Your worship with God, no matter what you're feeling or what you're going through or your personality, your, over, your worship with God should override, override your temperament. Temperament, sorry. Because my, my if, if you really knew me, my, te my temperament is, is laid back. I'm chill. I like background. That's why I love the drums. It's my favorite instrument in the world. I love playing the drums. I like to be in the background. I don't like to be seen. I don't want to. But when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, he does something that you just can't control. No matter what's going on in your life, you're going to want to worship God. Amen. It don't matter. But it's hard to when you're holding on to something very deep within and we won't be able to experience him fully. Proverbs 15.30 The light of the eyes rejoice the heart and a good report makes the bones healthy. When we say something good about people, about life, when we say something good, it makes us healthy. You ever with someone and all they do is talk negative? Look at their bones. All they do is, you know, you, everything, yeah. but, but when's the last time you spoke good about just someone or something? When's the last time you spoke good about someone you, who hurt you? So, all of this right here is, actually one more right here, Proverbs 17, 22. A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. So all of this is pointing us to the challenges that we have when it comes to our health because we're holding on to something in our heart and we're not healthy. So, how do we forgive? I want to look at some principles of forgiving and there's a grip load, but I have a few for you today. Um, 
Number one, we need to recognize that we need forgiveness. I thought I'd get more amens than that, but that's okay. Maybe I am in the perfect church. Um, We need to recognize that we need forgiveness. Um, It's easy to be able to come to a place of freedom and to be able to fly through life when you come to the realization that you need forgiveness. And so I want to go to the book of uh, Philemon. Um, If you want to turn there with me, I'm going to give you some time. Some of you might take all day, but there is a book called Philemon in the Bible. Here's a man who uh, had a slave. Uh, he, this guy escaped. But Paul uses this story to teach us a lesson. Paul writes to Philemon because a slave got saved and the apostle Paul sends him back to his boss. And that's a whole other story that I might not be able to get into. But uh, he writes a letter to Philemon and he says, accept him back like his brother. So not only, yes, has he done you wrong, you need to forgive him, but you need to accept this slave back and treat him like it was me, like one of your own. So I want to go to Philemon uh, chapter 1, verse 17, right here, Philemon. It says in verse 17, if you're there, say amen. Okay. If then you count me as a partner, receive him as you would me. But if he has wronged you or owes you anything, put that on my account. I, Paul, am writing with my own hand. I will repay you. That's an amazing thing. That's how you know God is on the move right there. When that, that's what I call reconciliation. That's what I see when a person... Do you ever have a, a, a somebody in between, like, like a referee? You ever been in a situation like, well, we want to seek reconciliation... That, this right, the Apostle Paul, he's willing to pay what this guy owes. Talk about wanting to seek reconciliation. I've been in meetings where the, 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 the referee is nothing but he just wants to hear the gossip. Can somebody say amen? Reconciliation right here. I am Paul riding with my own hand. I will repay, not to mention, not to mention, you owe me. Even your own self besides. Wow. Paul is challenging him, and here's what I'm trying to say. We're, we're walking around with hurt and bitterness, and we're upset at people, and, but yet we also have wronged some people in our life. And we need God to forgive us, and we need other people to forgive us. We're going to look a little later. The scripture says, if again, if we can't forgive, then God can't forgive us. I want to go to Matthew 18, 21. Matthew chapter 18, 21. Matthew chapter 18, 21. And it reads, Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? You, real quick, you know Peter was going through some things already in the ministry for him to just ask Jesus' question right here. He was getting, he was already getting ticked. Um, how many you know in the ministry you can get ticked off? Uh, you can get, hold on. You can get pisseth off. That's the King James Version. 
My flesh started rising up in me. My old flesh, I was going to say something else. But by God's grace, I didn't say it. Can somebody say amen? amen? I was about to say something. I'm so glad I didn't say it. He says, how often shall, shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him up to seven times. You know, when Peter heard that, you know, he was like, yes, that means I'm the eighth time, man. I'm going to deck this guy. <laughs> Number eight is going, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Stop right there. Wow. I'm no math major, but that's a lot. That's like 400 and something. 490, thank you. Therefore, Verse 23, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had began to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and his children and all that he had and the payments be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me. And I pray I will pay you all. Then the master of the servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him his debt. Then the servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid his hands on him, took him by the throat saying, pay me what you owe. Can you believe this? So here I am going to Ted Clark and I say, Ted, please forgive me. I'll, I'll pay you. Have patience with me. And he says, you know what? I'll have patience with you. That's okay. I got you. Don't worry about it. And then yeah, I go and I leave and I grab Matt by the throat and I say, pay me what you owe me, man. Can you? But that's what's going on right here in the scripture. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, laid hands on him, took him by the throat, saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, have patience with me. I will pay you all. And he would not. Wow. I mean, you know, your relationships, your family, you say you're going to forgive. Maybe you say, that, yeah, I'll forgive, but your actions show differently by the way you treat them. but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw that, they had, that what had been done, they were very grieved. And they came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he called him, said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly Father also will do to you, each of you, from his heart, right there, from his heart, does not forgive his brother his trespasses. He's saying you should have compassion. God has had compassion on each and every one of us in this place. He's trying to teach Peter forgiveness. Don't write it down. Don't keep records. Let it go. 
Let it wipe it clean because by God's grace, he's wiped our slate clean. Number two, number two. God has a greater purpose in allowing hurt. God has a greater purpose in allowing hurt. Romans 8.28 says right here, I love this verse. If you, don't mem- if you don't know this verse, I encourage you to memorize this verse, teenager. Teenager. I know a lot of our kids right now are in the Sunday school, but remember this verse. This is like one of the verses of all verses right here. And it says right here, 828, it says, and we know. Somebody say, we know. know. It doesn't say we think, we assume, uh, we hope, we imagine, we pray. It says, and we know that all things work together for good. All things, not, not some, not most, not the majority, not a few, but all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called to, according to his purpose. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you, when you go through things in life, it's not visible at the moment. You can't see it right away. You don't know why it's happening, why God allowed it. Sometimes we... Don't know why we're going through it, but I love what Isaiah says. Isaiah, he says, he will give you beauty for what? For ashes. I will give you beauty for ashes. That word beauty is to put a crown on your head. And when he gives you a crown, it means he's going to give you an understanding why you went through what you went through. He's going to give you beauty for ashes. Yes, there's hurt. Yes, there's pain. Yes, there's tears. But if you stick with me, he says, you're going to see why. You'll see why. God will purge you. God wants to refine you. God wants to, you ever take a piece of gold and you put it through a, the refiner, you put it in, the, all, the, all the bad stuff comes off and next thing you know, it's just, it's just pure gold. God wants to do that to you. He wants to refine you. He wants to, he has a plan for you. He wants to purge you. Amen. The story in the Bible that reminds me of this, it's one of my favorite stories. Um, Y'all know the story about Joseph? Amen. Anybody here don't know the story about Joseph? Huh? Um, Joseph. Joseph was, here I'll just say it anyway. Joseph was his father's favorite. Who here has been your, you know, you've been a favorite, you've been like the, the baby? Okay, Matt, oh, there we go. <laughs> Joseph knows how you feel, Matt. Matt knows how Joseph feels. You know, Joseph was a, he, he had dreams, he, he had a gift. He had, he, I'm sure he had more than just this gift, but he had a gift. He can, he can, he can have a dream and, and he could, he could, he could tell the dream. He could, he can, if you had a dream and you were like, what was my dream about? He had a gift to be able to explain to you what was, what was happening in your dream. That's an amazing gift, amen? He had, God gave him a gift, and he was using his gift, and he told his brothers, man, one day, he was just excited, one day, I'm, you're going you're gonna to bow before me. Now, maybe he should have said it differently. Maybe he shouldn't have said, I don't know, but he just, he just, he was excited. And next thing you know, his brothers want to, what do they, they want to do? They want to kill him, right? And they thought, well, that's not no good. Let's just sell him. So they sold him. And then he, and then, you know, so fast forward, then, he, then he's lied about. The, this lady said he tried to hurt hurt her, and, 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 and uh, his, his boss's wife said, he tried to hurt me, and he, he didn't. 
Matter of fact, he went the opposite direction. He, he ran and he was led and then he gets thrown into prison. And there in prison, he meets a, a couple guys and they have some dreams. And so one guy tells him, hey, uh, I had this dream. What's this about? He says, hey, you're going to die. Joseph says, your dream, you're going to die. And sure enough, he dies. The other guy had a dream. He said, what's my dream about? And Joseph, he said, well, you, you, you're actually going to be restored. You're going to go back to the position that you had at your job, at your work. And that's exactly what happened. But Joseph said, can you please remember me? When you get out here, just remember me, please. How do you know when people get elevated in life, sometimes they forget those who help them. And Amen. Amen. You got so he says, please remember. Oh, he didn't remember Joseph up until Pharaoh had a dream. And um, he goes and he tells the Pharaoh, he says, you know what? You're going to have seven years of prosperity and seven years of famine. Okay? And so I want to go right here to Genesis 45, verse 1. Genesis 45, verse 1. Turn there with me. Genesis 45, verse 1. So right here, his brothers now, there's a famine in the land, and the very people who sold him now are coming to him. They don't know this. They're coming, and they're, they're going to meet him in his office, in his chambers. Okay? Verse, uh, verse 1. It says right here, Then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood by him, and he cried out, Make everyone go out from me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud. And all the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard it. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But now, do not therefore be grieved or be angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. Amen. Ooh, oh my gosh. Gosh, I love the word of God, everybody. I love the word of God. God sent me here before you to preserve life. For these, two, for these two years, the famine has been in the land, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now, it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and the ruler throughout the land of Egypt. Church, I'm so glad from a young age I learned this. This was in my life by God's grace. It was not you who sent me here. Let's be honest. Put yourself in his shoes. You get sold into slavery. Whose fault is it? It's their fault. It's God's fault. It's, hey, it's you guys did this to me. Well, guess what? I'm going to get you back. But he, he, he could see through the eyes of God. Logo, it wasn't you guys. It was God who was doing things. When's the last time you went through some tribulations and you say, no, no, I'm not going to. Yes, they hurt me. Yes, they wronged me. It wasn't right. And I'm going to learn from that. 
But, you know, it wasn't, it was, it, God is doing something in me. God is purging me. God is working some things out. Whatever comes into your life, remember, we live in a fallen world. Amen? Amen. It's not God's fault. That's why he sent his son to die for all humanity. Whatever comes into your life, God is not the author of it, but God gets to check it off and say, you know what? I know I put enough in them. They're going to be able to handle this, so I'm going to check this off. That's an amazing thing. So instead of, instead of being sad about it, we need to, the next time we go through some craziness, we need to say, you know what? To God be the glory. He put enough in me. Blessed be his name. He gives and takes away, like the song says, my heart will choose to say, blessed be his name. You know, just a side note, when I was reading this the other day, I thought to myself, I've known people who've used their gift, but can you imagine using your gift for God, and that's the thing that takes you down the, ra- the wrong, pl- it takes you down to hell? Literally. You use your gift for God, you have dreams and you share your gift and this is the gift that God gave you that actually takes you down into slavery. Think about that. There are people in life, God has given you gifts, he's given you abilities and you have buried it. But if Joseph would have buried his gift, if Joseph would have buried the gift that God gave him and said, you know what? Wait, you had a what? Oh, I had a dream, Joseph. Can you explain to me what this was? Heck, no, I ain't going to explain to you what no dream. It's, the, it's these dreams that, that got me here in this first place. Joseph would have never been where he was. He never, he never would have ended up being a second in command. And there are people in life who live all their life, they bury what God gave them because it didn't work out, because it didn't go the way we thought it would go, and they never see the potential God had for them. But by God's grace, we're still living, we're still breathing. And by God's grace, he's here to remind you, whatever that is, don't stop using it. Don't bury it. He won't allow anything to come into your life that he knows you won't be able to handle. He's saying something right here. God says, you can handle this. And everyone here who has been through something, whether you see it now or not, God wants to put a crown of understanding on your head. He wants to give you beauty for ashes so you will know. Romans 5.1, it says, Therefore, been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith and to this grace in which we stand. And now rejoice in hope of the glory of the Lord. And and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Whoa, stop right there. Glory in tribulations. We got to learn how to glory in tribulations. You could tell the maturity of somebody when they can glory and celebrate and give God praise in the middle of the storm. It's easy to give God praise when life is going good. It's easy to lift your hands. It's easy to smile and walk around with praise on your lips when life is good or when the storm is over. But can you give God a praise? Can you continue being faithful to him and his house when all hell is breaking loose? 
Somebody told me the other day, you know, Pastor, I haven't been in church in a long time because life's just been crazy. That's when you need to be in church. I don't feel worthy. That's when you need to be in church. None of us are. I've been messing up. Come to church. Knowing, right here, it says right here, we, we need to glory in tribulations. And so I thought about that, and I asked myself, how and why do I need to do this? And that, it says it right here. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. That's a beautiful thing. I'm going to glory in it because it's going to produce something in me. And how many know we can, we can go through things in life because of what we went through yesterday? There are some things in life now we can face, but there are some people who cannot. And they will never grow, and they will never go to that next step that God has for them because they continue holding on to this thing called bitterness, unforgiveness. They're not forgiving. Joseph, yes, he was hurt. Joseph, yes, he it hurt him. Yeah, you know, it's all there, but he confronted the issue. He told his brothers, but he forgave, and he continued serving God through it all. And perseverance, verse 4, character and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has poured out in our hearts the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Church, as I close, speaking of us, God has given many of us dreams and hopes and desires not just for us, but to better the world, to better our family, to better ourselves. But if we're honest this morning, some of our dreams, they've been crushed. They've been stolen. It's like we're looking beyond, a, a, we're looking be on a spiritual horizon and they're nowhere in sight. We can't see them. All of a sudden now the dreams that we had for God have turned into worldly dreams. The dreams that God once given us now all of a sudden has turned into carnal dreams. Now we dream of things of the world. Instead of the dreams that God gave us. Like the saying goes, let go and let God forgive, forgive, Forgive. If Joseph would have held on to bitterness and unforgiveness, he would not have never seen those dreams come true. So I urge you this morning, 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 by God's grace, no matter how hopeless it may seem, no matter how far you have gone, No matter who did it, what was said, or what has been done, yes, it hurts. Those dreams that you have, that you had, forgive. Keep moving forward. They will come true. They will come true. Not only for you, but for your children, for your kids, for your family. There's a greater purpose. But if we hold on to this bitterness and unforgiveness, 
I'm not sure if we'll see it. I won't hold on anymore. Can somebody say amen? Amen. amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. Let's bow our heads in this place. This message for for some people, this is a, some people have lived, uh, uh, yeah, everyone's been hurt, but for some people, this this message is, is this another, it's a good day, but for some, I can sense and I feel, you really have been hurt. There are some things that have been said, some things have been done, and you, you're hurt. You need God to wrap his arms around you. You need the Heavenly Father to come in your heart. You need to take this load off of you. This burden that you've been carrying. This unforgiveness that's in your life. That's in your heart. This bitterness. You need to say to yourself, I won't hold on anymore. I'm not going to hold on anymore. I'm going to let it go. Your health isn't being affected by it. Your family is being affected by it. You can't live with yourself. People can't live with you because everything that comes out is just hurt. You take it everywhere you go. So number one, we need to recognize that we need, a, we, we need forgiveness. The Bible says we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And know that God has a greater purpose in allowing the hurt. God has a greater purpose in allowing the hurt. God has a greater purpose in allowing the hurt. Find out what that purpose is in Jesus' name. So this morning, we're just going to open the altars. And before we do, though, maybe you want to receive Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. And so before we do that, we're, we're not going to put anyone on the spot, nothing. We're just going to, if you're here this morning, you want to receive Jesus, ask him into your heart right now. Just say, dear God, forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me. For I am a sinner. I do believe you died for me. You were buried and you rose again. And I do believe you're coming back. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, I believe some of you have, uh, maybe, maybe somebody's wronged you, hurt you. You need to forgive don't walk out of this place without, without forgiving. But maybe you need to forgive yourself. Maybe say, Pastor, I need to forgive myself. Whatever it is, whatever's going on in your life, I want to open the altars right now. If you want to come down and pray, just come down and pray right now. We have an altar over here to my left. 
and one to my right. If you're not going to pray, just stay in your pew and pray in your pew. That's fine. But if you want to pray at the altar, come and get deliverance this morning. Let it go. Leave it to God. Give it to God. Don't hold on to it any longer. Life is too short to be bitter. Life is too short to hold on to these things. Give it to God this morning. Come down. And if I could have some staff members and some people just to come and pray, just to come and pray this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. stand church this morning if you're praying at the altar you continue to pray you don't have to stop praying this morning I want to put up Romans 20 uh, Romans 8 28 please if you could do that for me Romans 8 28 
And it says right here, and we think that all things, no. And we assume, we hope. It says together, everybody, in chorus. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Can somebody say amen? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Yes. Be free in Jesus' name. Uh, what an honor it is to, 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 to uh, worship, to serve alongside of you um, here at Home Church. We are just so blessed. If you're watching with us online, if you're here visiting with us, um, I just want to say welcome and thank you for being here. And uh, um, it's, it's, it's good to know that we have a family. Not perfect. And, and I look, and I, I don't want to, but I might, I might, I might tick you off. You might, no, you have ticked me off. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. That was a joke, by the way. Okay, I just want to get that as a joke. Well, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but we all need forgiveness. And I'm not saying the person who hurts you, the person that you need to be their best friend. To, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying here. You need to let it go. Give it to God. Be free in Jesus' name. And if they call you up, if they come to your house, they come, the per, they come to you just like Joseph's brothers did. They come to you. You ain't gonna sugarcoat it. You hurt me. You, you, you. Yeah, you, you, you did. You hurt me. And I'm sure some feelings is going to come out. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna speak it. You're going to say it. You hear, they, but, but, God, but God made a way for them to come to you. You gave it to God, and then life goes, and then they come to you. Yes, you hurt me, but it was not you that brought me here. It was God. He brought me here. Let that be your story. Let that be your story, church, by the grace of God. Let's all bow our heads as we dismiss. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for the word that keeps us living, this fresh drink of water for our soul, for our spirit, this, this, this bread that you give us, the spiritual bread, because the physical bread we, 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 that, that comes and goes, this will last forever. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word. I pray a blessing upon our family, our church family the children and grandchildren, nieces and nephews, Lord. Everyone we're in contact with this week, I pray, use us for your purpose. Lord, we thank you for the revival that you're doing in our world. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that is moving in the schools, that is moving in the streets, that is even moving in the theaters. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you're doing, and we're so glad to be a part of it. Lord, I pray that you would just help us each and every one of us to not forget what you have for us these, this, this, this week, next week, and the week after. Lord, we're going to let go. We're not going to hold on anymore. The blood of Jesus over your children. Bless us as we dismiss. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you. Amen.